You're listening to the We're Not Fine podcast with Doug Jensen and Dr. Talia Jackson. Welcome back. How is everybody? Hi, everybody. I'm good today. You're good today? Well, yeah. we have a big episode today. And I need to know from both of you how your dates went on Dating Sunday. Oh. oh. You did have dates on Dating Sunday, right? Oh. Did you know it was Dating Sunday? Um, no, except <laughs> because, of course, I am not currently dating. So I did not know. How are, and my... You know, honestly, our clients, I, my clients did not mention it either. It's kind of an interesting phenomenon. Yeah. So da- so Dating Sunday, for those of you that are not familiar, is sort of, uh, it's one considered the best day to be on a dating app because it's the beginning, it's the first Sunday of the year where um, people are thinking about their goals and getting out of the holiday season and sort of the, coming into some doldrums and life is sort of hitting you and you're reflecting on the future. Um, so that, you know, that's part of it. And it's just a dedicated day that people just call dating Sunday where people are getting on the apps and, and, uh, going on dates, which I think is pretty cool. Um, it also guys... makes sense in the middle of winter, especially like in <laughs> colder climates, like everybody is looking to find someone to watch Netflix with, um, snuggle and, and keep them warm. A little, well, bit, and... a little bit more chill. Netflix and chill. <laughs> And that actually has a name for it. It's called cuffing season. You Wait, know where what? Pe- it's called cuffing season, which is derived, by the way, from the word <laughs> handcuff, where you would attach yourself. Oh, I kind of look like I have them. If I put cuffing. My oh wow. Yeah, it's, and, I can't say that's very romantic. Is it, or is it more in the BDSM? I was just thinking that, yes, it's totally BDSM, like I'm going to chase you with my handcuffs kind of vibe. You know, I have a feeling, by the way, (laughs) that this is going to be a tough topic to stay on topic because I have so Mm. much I want to say even as we just start this. Because after the holidays, like it it kind of speaks to how people process during the holidays, that afterwards maybe they might feel that kind of loneliness or that trigger to get together. My worry about it is that it's not the most thoughtful approach, which we'll get to today. Because- yeah, and and today, you know, today we're we we're opening up the whole dating topic um, as a as a series, and there's a lot it. of different things that we want to talk about as a series. And today's today we're going to cover the dating apps specifically. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we're it's building huge up. Necessary. We're building up to a big um, event that we want to have later this spring. Um, so we'll be talking more about that later in, in, in later episodes. But for now, um, it all starts with how do you meet people, and what are these dating apps about, right? Because in the good old days, you used to be able to like, like I met my husband on a bus, right? In you know. <laughs> It was the bus going to the University of Minnesota, and we just sat on the same bus every day for a month and checked each other out, and then we slowly sat closer and closer to each other, and then we sat in the same seat, you know, and or like the supermarket, right? You like are sniffing oranges next to somebody, and now there's no such thing. Everyone's wearing an, their AirPods and not looking well, at each other. But it's not that there's no such thing. I do think people still want to meet that way. 
And I do think some people have like at weddings or churches or other yeah. gatherings. I don't think it's out of the question, but you know, the reality is we all three know this, that apps are kind of the way that people connect at this point. Yeah. We have very busy lives and they become really a useful tool to connect with other people who might be looking for the same thing. But I love your and Rob's story because it's so romantic <laughs> and it's very kind of organic, like oranges. Um, oh yeah. It's, it's so organic. organic. <laughs> And it also really speaks to um, the idea that dating apps are just the beginning. You do have to actually meet someone in person at some point. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, and so, so many of your like mailbags that you give us are like someone thinking that they were going to meet someone and they were completely different or – yeah. That's real. Yeah. yeah. So, so you can't get away from in-person meeting it, um, unless you're just going to have a forever virtual <laughs> type of relationship, which with an is avatar. Probably, probably not what people are looking for. But let's 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 look at the data um, in terms of some of the the most recent research on on dating and see if that helps as we're diving into this topic. So, sixty-three percent of men said dating helps them be a better version of themselves, but only 46% of women said the same. And this is, by the way, this is coming from match, um, match research from match.com and the match community. Um, 44% of men said dating over the last year helped them grow and improve as a person. And then it kind of shows that men are leaving dates more sexual or self-actualized than women, or maybe they're using it for free therapy. What, what do you guys think? <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Have you heard about men like doing these, inter these interactions to grow as a person? <laughs> no, I don't think, you know, this is my take on what you just said. First of all, women have an increased vulnerability in this dating experience online and meeting people. You know, by and large, my female clients will say that they feel a little more apprehensive to just show up at a strange place with somebody. They would never go, nor would I encourage it to go to somebody's house to meet them for the first time. Um, and I want to tell you, I think that that worry and that sort of like vigilance that unfortunately we've created in this society uh, for people who are female, but also some men who feel the same way. I know some smaller dudes in particular might feel that way. Um, the thing that I am struck by is I think women, again, because they're a little bit on edge um, mm. and, and maybe vigilant, they're not quite themselves, thus the lower percentage. But men, I think, probably have this impetus to be a little bit more thoughtful and regarding and conscientious of how their behavior is coming off. They're probably not going to be a big dick um, on the on the apps in the way that they might be in their life. So I feel like men probably have to be on their best behavior in order to attract somebody. We're also talking about heterosexual relationships right now, but um, you know, I uh, go ahead. Question for you, Douglas, please. Um, are you talking about like, how, like working through the apps to finally meet each other? Or are you talking about those first dates? Kind of both. Like I think, I think women approach like the, the females that, you know, I'm working with who are, I shouldn't say females. Um, the yes, women, cause I, that reminds me of like farm species, like <laughs> that we're talking about. Oh boy. Um, yeah. My older daughter doesn't like when I use that word. So, <laughs> so the thing about it is I think you you approach from a perspective of that as well, but a hundred percent Talia going to your question. I mean, of course, on the first date, there is that sort of like vigilance or that caution 
um, aside from the fact that there's catfishing and people who are not authentically who they are or their pictures are really old. I have so much I like I could go off on a million tangents right now because I can't tell you how many women will tell me, too, that it seems to be men's favorite pictures to put guns or like a dead deer or yes. something. Oh, my God. Or like fishing. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. Nobody wants that. We'll, we'll, we'll cover We'll cover that in a second. But let, so, so going back to the, the, the data real quick. So let's get through that section first um the there are two other phenomenons that, that are happening one is people are more lonely or living alone more common mm. is now more common than it ever has been in, in recent history in fact austin texas rate i think ranked number eight in terms of loneliest cities because yeah. of just the number of singles that are living alone um and so from a data perspective and this is from the survey center on american life uh, men are having less intimate friendships and fewer friends. Um, and only 30% of men have reported having a private conversation with a friend during the last week in, in which they oh. shared a personal feeling. Only 30% of men oh, that are having those kinds of conversations. But I mean, also, Greg, that makes so much sense. And so, like, the dates maybe are, th like, for, for men that have no personal friendships or having that one-on-one -on -one feeling, maybe they go into these dates feeling just so grateful. And then they go into, I think, what I've heard is that a lot of the women that I talk to feel like men don't let them speak or that they feel like they're in an interview or that they're trying to like impress them and charm them, but they're not giving them space to talk. And maybe it's also that they're really lonely and desperate to connect and they want to like win the job, you know, get the job instead of really connect. Yeah. And it's not just men. 48% uh, was the same, was for women, and, which I still think wow. is a surprising number of people that are not having connected personal conversations, even with their friends in, a, in within a week. So, I mean, it also, and then not, this is definitely not our topic today, but that also goes into, are you checking in on your friends to make sure that they're okay? Cause you know, you don't always know what someone's going through and yeah. this might, this might just be another signal of, we all need to maybe be a little bit better in checking in with our circle to make sure, you know, that everyone's doing okay. Yeah. yeah we're going to like tangentially go off into different directions here. I just want to add that, you know, we live in a time when remote work is a really big piece of that. We no longer have offices for a lot of us that we are connecting with other people. I saw my first commercial on TV that was specifically, and I swear it was called remote. Um, but there's a, there's a whole kind of employment group that is soliciting applicants to work remotely in jobs across the nation. So I think we live in a different time. And I think with the onset of apps as well, people are less likely to believe that they can go out. And plus people are using apps. I know the gay community does this quite a bit. Like you'll go to a gay bar and you'll look on Grindr or Scruff or Growler or whatever app you're on to see what the person 10 feet away from you looks like naked if they post those pictures. Um, what? So Come on. This is what I'm missing out on. I mean, is this straight apps too? You can do that. You can see who's like in a, a close vicinity to you and see I'm if not they're aware, on it. I'm, I'm not aware of any um, 
I'm not aware of any heterosexual type apps that allow that have that functionality. Um, but there, may, but there may be some out there. Um, in fact, actually, you know, as we go through these apps, I'll, I'll talk about some of the features that are there and we're not covering all the apps that are out there. There's literally an app for whatever it is that gets you excited. Whatever that floats you think your you boat. Want. There's a, there's an app for that. And, there is. And, yep. and uh, I think some of the ones we're going to talk about today will kind of blow your mind and just the fact that they exist. Um, but you know, these apps are just a tool. They're not, you know, to Talia's point about, you know, the in-person meeting and having a connection that you're building with regular interaction. That's really important. And, and that's at some point, whether you're dating in, on an app or you're talking electronically, you do have to meet people in person. It's just a tool. It's not the only way. It's not the only solution. Um, it's not the only solution. And I also want to add, there isn't just one goal of these apps too. There's a lot of different ways people explore relationships. There's a lot of different ways that people are looking for different things. I do think some people are not looking to meet in person because they want the intimacy of connection with someone kind of like a pen pal. Um, and in this case, an app pal, but I, Apple, hmm. I think there's a how? Right? I kind of like so it. So why would someone want that? Just as like someone to talk to, but not have to actually like get cracker crumbs in your bed or like, what's the, what are the plus sides of having a pen pal and not someone to watch Netflix with? Well, I mean, I, I, I think some of those are obvious. I mean, I think for people who might have some intimacy or trust issues, it's a safe way to explore that intimacy over the conversations that can evolve. It's a way to practice for people who struggle with social engagement. But the other piece about it is we've talked about asexuality before, and we've talked about different forms of like how people express themselves. I just, you know, I think one of the beautiful parts of this conversation is that there's so many different apps, you know, fetish kink, everything else uh, on that list. I know Greg, you're already nodding. So um, you've, I thought you were going to say he's already on it. Like he knows about it because he's I'm not going to answer on it. It's for research purposes. It's strictly for research <laughs> Me purposes. Too. Me so, too. As funny as that comment is, I actually did go on hinge as an experiment because I have a client who's so frustrated with it. I thought, I'm just going to see what's out there. And is Hinge the one that is like friends of friends on Facebook? No, Hinge Hinge is I would say more mainstream in that it it's okay. and it's one of the larger ones out there. Bumble's another big one. Tinder's another big right. one that's out there. Yep. Um, everyone has heard of Match.com, and mm -hmm. Match.com actually is a holding company that owns a bunch of different little sites and oh. and things um, that are out there. And then I think they have, own like, Hinge. And then you have eHarmony oh. as well. Um, and then, you know, I can, I'll go on and talk about others, but um, Hinge is more mainstream. It's something that I've used and found helpful. And when I say helpful, you can tell there are not a bunch of fake profiles. You can generally like find, yeah, mm -hmm. you can generally find people readily available. I think one of the downsides of all the apps is that certain communities, the, the nichier you are, the fewer choices that you have in terms of app, app availability. Like if you're, I would say more, I say mainstream, I'm, it's, it's a stereotype of, of you know, desire, but let's just say you're a normal um, mainstream person, you have more options 
in terms of apps to to utilize. And you also have an easier time finding people that are on apps in your area. Considering the number of people in the United States and around the world that are in rural communities, that impacts you know which apps are available because you may not have anyone in your in in your town of 150 or 500 yep. people that or you already know them you already know them right you've so already it, dated them you've already <laughs> dated, dated them so you have to think take that into consideration too which is why when you look at some of the the gay apps like grinder scruff growler uh, and then we could go on and on and on about you know all sorts of different fetish um or let's say let's call them relationship style um uh, opportunities and different apps that are out there, you only really have one choice if you're looking at, you know, the universal. And so whether someone is actually looking for just a good time or they're looking to date or something else like that, you're kind of stuck with Grinder because it, because it's really the only one that has the <clears throat> volume, you know, for, for that community. So you have to take, you have to take those into consideration. And then when we're talking about niche, uh, there are apps like one that started last uh, fall from, uh, it was an investment with Peter Thiel from um, uh, Silicon Valley uh, called The Right Stuff. And it's for young conservatives to meet other young conservatives and other Trumpers oh, to meet other that's Trumpers. That's a good name. That's a good um, name for them. And it, it's dropped off. So it launched, but they're not getting any traction apparently. Why? So, because there is not the volume or people well, aren't? And let's just put out there that, you know, a lot of times people are younger who are on these apps and the younger yeah. community is by and large not tending conservative, even though that exists, of course. So yeah. I'm not surprised by that at hmm. all. There's also an app called uh, Fit FCK, and that's how they tell everyone that they pronounce it as Fit FCK. It's not Fit yeah. whatever. That's not how I'm going to see it. Yeah. Fit duck. It, it, <laughs> With yeah, an F. Duck. It's it's a fitness dating brand designed to connect like-minded gym lovers through in real life fitness dating events and soon to be released fitness dating app. So they plan Sounds to Sounds hot and sweaty. Very hot and sweaty. So you probably get hot and sweaty at the gym and then you get hot and sweaty wherever that leads you through your dates. So that's that's coming to iOS and Android users in 2023. <laughs> Yeah. And then, of course, we have a whole selection of apps that are designed for, uh, shall we call them, on the side, fun time excursions. <laughs> hookups. Oh, those are called like the hookups. Ashley Madison. Yeah. The, like, Ashley the, Madison, the mar yeah. If you're married, wink, wink, but you want like a fun night out without your spouse knowing. I haven't right. heard about that for a while. Is that still in existence? It's still in existence. There's also mm -hmm. one called fling.com. And oh, okay. you know, they, they all advertise you know, that they're the choice for affairs and exciting encounters. Zero commitment, fun dates. Um, Their mothers must be so proud. And then yeah. there's, I know there's apps too, and maybe Greg, you're going to cover this, but you know, for those people who are in ethically non-monogamous or open right. relationships or polyamorous relationships, and they're looking for those extras, go ahead. <laughs> It's kind of hard to know. It's kind of hard to say that there's a there there are apps for those for those communities, but it just seems like that's so prolific these days. It's, it's across all of them. I've got a question I, as somebody I, I, who's been with the same person for two thousand and five hundred years. Oof. So when you're like I was, I was dating and then married someone before apps were even a thing. Right. And so for us dinosaurs question, 
when you go on and you're putting yourself out there, it, are there options of, of like saying like, if you are, let's say if you're on like grinder and scruff and it's obvious, right. That you are a man looking for a man, or is it also women looking for women? No, th those are, those are just for men, but there are, those other are just for men. There are other options for, for any community that are out there, but, but like, to your point, to your point, yeah. do, do, do the pro profile selection That's process, right. does it take you through that? Some, That's right. are, some do and some don't, some are more, they, they all do it to a degree. Um, but they, they, their approach is a little bit different. And we're about to sort of get into that talking about okay. the various approaches. Um, so some, oh, Doug, you had yeah, I do want to say something, you know, so on Grindr, which I might in a really elusive way say that I have experience with. Um, How elusive I, are we talking about? I'm on Grindr. That's What's what that I'm tell dinging you. I hear in the background right that now? That is people in the Golden Valley, Bryn Mawr area. <laughs> anyway, um, where our studio is, that's why I'm referencing that area. Let me just say something about this. So Talia, back to your question. There's a number of people who identify as bisexual on Grinder as mm -hmm. well. And so they're looking for like a, a third man or a third woman, but they don't yes. play outside of their heterosexual uh, dynamic. I guess it's not necessarily entirely heterosexual at that point, but you know, there's a lot of people looking for a third person. Um, and so there are people looking for a female, but it's not pervasive. It's obviously a much more male-dominated uh, conversation. Okay. So in the in the apps, they they all approach it differently. So some you can literally say we're a couple looking for whatever, or you know I'm a man looking for a man, or a man looking for a woman. Some of them are that that specific. Some are not. And, um, and, and like Bumble, it gives you a different, there are three different categories and I forget which, what the categories are, but one is for dating. One is I'm looking for a BFF and oh, I forget, there's, a, there's a third category. So, so it kind yeah. of gives you a variety of options for what you're looking for. But even on Bumble, I've seen like people pop up and you'll see a couple together and yeah. they're clearly, they're clearly using a single profile to search out for an, you know, an addition to their happy I love that whatever, because right? I feel like people should be asking for exactly what they want and just put it out there. Just put it out there. There's going to be someone interested. You, I love it. Great. Yeah. Which is a great segue, Talia, into the profiles themselves. So on, you know, the apps come in a variety of flavors. Some are um, like websites. Some are actual apps. There are some advantages and disadvantages to all of them. Some look more spammy than others, and mm. some have more people than others, right? Uh, you really have to select the one that seems to fit your personality, the kind of people that you're looking to connect with. Do a little research, talk to some of your friends, see what, you know, that, what they may be using. But ultimately, every single one of them, you have to fill out a profile and right. talk about yourself, right? And that's exhausting. It is People exhausting. get so tired of that. Yeah. Can you cut and paste at least? You can not only cut and paste, but, you know, and this gets to a really big portion of this conversation. Like I have a number of clients who have just asked me to like go through the people that they're interested in to see what I, I think. I would right? love that. I, I love it. I have I so love much fun doing, doing that. I also, I also would love to be involved in helping people write their own profiles. That's like it. I'm all I mean, about it. Yeah. And so I've had people ask me, like, what do you think of this profile? And I, I will tell you one guy in particular, a heterosexual guy, a really great looking, accomplished older man. I think he was in his late 60s. 
like really the most like piercing blue eyes. He was an artist and he, he showed me his profile and I looked at him and I said, I'm going to be really honest with you. All of these pictures have to go. Like they're terrible. Well, they were horrible and they weren't representing really what his his like dynamic was. And I said, "I, I want you to put your black artist glasses on, put some kind of artist black suit on, buy a piece of your art and do not smile. So he found so many women interested him after he reposted and found, go ahead. Are you saying that everyone should ask their therapist friend to help (laughs) them write a profile? No, I do not think that because of course that's brilliant. (laughs) And you know, the thing about it is there's not a hundred percent guarantee that those things work. But when I look at a profile, like I'm trying to figure out, is this representative of the person that I've come to know? Because one of the big pieces about all of this and writing a profile is to be authentic. Greg, you already covered that. Like, don't try to be someone you're not just be who you are. But you know, the greatest thing is if you focus on the positive strengths that you have, there's, I could write a profile for anyone I work with or any one of my friends and make them seem like a million bucks because I think that of them. So so I feel like what you're saying, though, is that maybe don't ask your therapist, <coughs> but when you're writing a profile, make sure that you check in with people that adore you because maybe you don't even see yourself correctly or maybe you're not feeling confident enough to really put out like the sexy pictures. Oh, or, of course. You yeah. know, and so... Ask people that adore you and you love the way that they see you to help you create that profile so that it's reflective of how awesome you are. Yeah, and I think that's really great advice, Talia, because there are are people out there that don't like their pictures or I don't have any good pictures or I'm I weigh too much or nobody's gonna like me or whatever. And the reality is there's there's literally something or an app for everybody out there. And, you know, true story, um, and I don't think I've shared this on the podcast, but, you know, I've, I've gone through my own health journey in the last two years and lost a considerable amount of weight and, you know, gym, lifestyle changes, et cetera, et cetera. And that changed the way I look, the way I feel, the way I interact with people, but it did change the way I look big time. And there were people that I had dated or gone on dates with that found me very sexy and attractive previously that no longer find me sexy and attractive. Mm, right. <laughs> so even it's though so I feel like I, I'm, in, I'm in the best health you know, of my life and I'm, I'm yep. very happy with where I'm at, everybody has something that they like and something that they, um, they're, in, they're into. And so you you don't know until you put yourself out there what you'll attract and there's literally someone for everybody. So not only, yeah. I mean, Greg, you said there's an app for everyone, but there's, there is somebody for everyone. Yes. Yeah. And I know we're going to cover this, so I don't want to jump into it, but you know, that's the whole thing about putting yourself out there authentically. Just show who you are. And you know, there is the benefit of taking, you know, my, my, older is a a film person and so understands camera angles and whatnot. And I, you know, she's always like, don't take them from lower than you take them higher than you. And it works. Uh, It looks better that way. Um, But you know, that's the thing. But that's still authentic. It's just like you're raising your, I don't know, somebody a million years ago once said like your cute ability, like it's still you, but you're turning up your cute ability to like a 10 out of 10, finding the right angle and colors that suit you or putting your best foot forward. Well, and it's interesting too, you know, I was with a buddy of mine, uh, my best friend uh, in California recently, 
And I was just like, take, he hates how he looks when he, he's getting photographed. So I just kept taking pictures and I found the perfect one. I said, look, look what just happened in this, in this hotel. And I told him, I said, use it everywhere. Use it everywhere that you can, because it's really a great picture of him. It's, it's did he it's, agree? He did. He looked at it oh, and he goes, good. wow. Okay. So oh, good. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. And, and the phones today have amazing uh, megapixel capabilities. Yeah. So if you don't have a great phone, I'm sure one of your friends do to help you find those, those photographs. I've actually taken friends out to get, to help them with their photo, with their photos, just because I felt so strongly that they needed to find one that they liked. I'm, I will keep sh taking those pictures until we get at least a few that, that help. And one of the cool yep. things about these apps now is they're getting more interactive. So if you look at um, Hinge, you know, we were talking about Hinge, Hinge earlier, you can do video, voice, uh, in addition to photos, which adds a really That's a, a deeper a deeper connection, a deeper, infor more information about who you are and to, you know, what people might find attractive and things like that. So yeah. you, can, you, you gives you an opportunity to be playful, to, you know, Show, show, show your, your personality. personality. Yeah, that's go. great. Jinx. <laughs> Jinx, five, four, three, two, one. There you go. I've not heard um, that since third slug grade. Slug bug. I know. I, know. I don't actually know how to end it. <laughs> I don't even know what jinx means. Like, do you both have to, like, be quiet or something? I don't I'll just cover this. That would be a very boring podcast. <laughs> I will tell you something, though, that that hinge option of a voice is mm -hmm. probably critical. I have had... People tell me that they are really into this person. They they sound a certain way. They're kind of meeting their criteria. And then they hear them and they're like, oh, I can't do it. Because that's part of chemistry. Like if somebody sounds a certain way and it just doesn't feel like, like they remind you of something subliminal, uh, subconsciously even, you know, I think it's really, really tough. And I, it's really nice to have that option of either a video. And, you know, there's been people that... Um, have had me take their pictures. I want to go back to the picture thing in my office. You like, you know, they're comfortable there. They're like, can I take a picture on your couch? I'm like, I don't care. Um, you know, so I've seen my clients Cute. pictures. Yeah, I know. You're but like, the voice, my office. the voice thing is really important. Like if I were dating someone, I'd say, listen to the podcast. You'll see who I am. So. It, it, go, it goes the other way too, because a lot of people hate their voice. In fact, I think there's some sort of scientific thing mm -hmm. about people don't like the, the sound of their own voice, right? So right. you need, you need just like with pictures, you need to kind of get over that. And again, put yourself out there because guess what? At some point, you're going to want to meet someone in person. That's <laughs> so might as no, that's well true. put Unless it out there now. Unless you want a pen pal, like Unless Doug was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. it is. It's all about like putting yourself out there as authentically as possible, right? And then someone is going to be really into you. You just have to like put yourself out there on... I would say that the the niche ones that you're talking about, Greg, that is really challenging because I think that the volume of other people on the site is key for you to be able to sift through thousands and thousands of people and find the one that's a good fit. You don't want to have like seven people available. But you know, the you. other part of that, Talia, is that you can put these ranges in there, right? Like if I were on a dating app instead of Grindr, I would probably not be looking for someone who was 25. That that age group does not appeal to me um, in the dating pool, given given that I'm not 25. 
Um, and the thing that I'm struck by is I, I think the other piece that I would say about that is when you put yourself out there authentically, you also need to be really, really thoughtful about who it is that you are attracted to. That's it right. is okay to be selective. And I know we're going to cover this too. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, you talked about not ghosting and not, you know, there's so many pieces of that where you just kind of want to just be honest with people and it's okay to not be interested or to not have somebody interested in you because we're not everybody's cup of tea. It just right. works naturally that way. That's how it works. Yeah. Now that, that kind of segues into how these apps work, right? So I think it's really important that we talk about the fact that these apps are not there for you to find love. <laughs> they're not there Wait, for you what? to match with people. Yeah. They're, they're not designed for you to match with somebody. Funny, funnily enough. Uh, hey, say, are... say a little more about that because that's, <laughs> that's a little counterintuitive. Is that, yeah. is that how I get some women on Hinge when I'm looking for a dude? Isn't that funny well, it that reminds happens? me a little bit yeah. about how Doug uses Instagram and Instacart interchangeably. Like maybe there's an accidental ordering of Doritos when he's actually trying to post something. And I cannot find the right guy at Costco when I'm having a delivery. It's what? just, I know. I know. But I don't know the, how to use it. These apps use machine learning and, and AI to try to match you uh, based on your profile, based on information, based on people that you're swiping or liking or super liking or sending a rose to or <laughs> whatever the, the option is. And they try to, to find people that you like, but there are periods of time that if you use these apps long enough where you will literally be just swiping left for a half hour, hour and a half, where nobody is showing up at all that you like at all. And that's because they know who you like, but they don't want to show those people to you yet. They want you to that pay a little so bit of money. Rude. I know. Yeah, if, you, if you pay money, you're going to get more, but you run out quickly on these. That's what I found on Hinge because I wasn't going to pay because it was a, an experiment and I didn't pay. And you know, I got like seven and then it's like, you run out. I'm like, really? Yeah. You run out. And here, so here, here's a, here's a funny thing that happened to me Jerry. recently. So I was in Atlanta, uh, in the not too distant past. And I had an advance of my trip. I had already like swiped and, and liked people, et cetera. And one of those people actually had taken a break from the app, but after I had come back home, was then saw my my match there and and you know they took a break but they didn't get any notification they didn't see any of that it was until it wasn't until they came back into the app and they were actually engaged again that they you know found that so there are a lot of dormant profiles where people are in or out and they haven't turned off their profile or they haven't really utilized it so you're also matching with people that may not be available simply because they're on hiatus. <laughs> they're yep. not actually engaged right now and, and looking at that, right? But the other thing I think is it's really critical for us to share because people don't think about this. They think that, oh, this is all working, right? Is that it's designed for business. They're trying to make money. You need to actually put money in if you're trying to match with people. And that's just how it works you you will get some engagement you will get some people um coming to you 
But if you're truly trying to leverage this tool, the only way it works is to put money in and you'll see that. And what that means, I think, for our audience and, and for, for anyone that's using these apps is don't take it personal if you are not mm -hmm. getting liked, you're not getting swipes, you're just not showing up high enough in the ranking for you to get exposed. That's why they have these boosts. That's why they have these, you know, they try to incentivize you to be seen more by the community, right? So you, you have know, to pay for that privilege. I have mixed feelings about that. I mean, I think it's fascinating, right? I mean, it's just like, of course, that is how it is. It's a business. And of course, they're wanting to make money. And a part of yeah. me feels like, oh, that's really dirty. But then there's another part of me that feels like, that creates a higher energy exchange between people that are actually going to put in the time, money, energy, that maybe if we even think about money as like symbolic of energy and effort, I don't know. What do you, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Because then you're dealing with, yeah, because then people... The people are like buying in. There's like a buy-in. You have to put money, time, energy Literally. in. That means you're yep. serious and not I, just looking for other free floaters. I call that being intentional. And I would say that one of the reasons I'm single now and have been single for years. Yeah, tell us I, about that. <laughs> Doug, Doug, sit back in not, your chair. You're not my therapist, Doug. Well, Am but I? I have, but but I I have not <laughs> I I have not intentionally focused a part of my life or opened myself up to that in years for a variety of reasons. But since July, I've been using multiple apps. You know, some for this purpose, some for other. You know, just for trying to understand and also trying to just meet people, right? And. I think that focus of, okay, I'm intentionally reserving a part of me, a part of my life for this, you know, this focus has helped me in, in many ways, but it's a requirement because you have to, if you want to get to know somebody, you can't just ignore the, the people that come through. We'll tell you having used these apps and sincerely have probably chatted with over 300 people in the last six months which sounds like a lot, but when you think about some of them are just kind of like, Hey, Hey, like you're weeding <laughs> and, and you're weeding and them nothing, out and yeah, then nothing comes from it. It's, you know, it's not, it's not like we're having the great, you know, these amazing online chats all the time. No, it, you know, some are much bigger than others, but, um, it's interesting how not everyone is engaged as much, but when mm -hmm. you are taking the time to talk to people, get to know them a little bit, um, it does help weed out the ones that you thought you might be matched to. But more importantly, I think mm -hmm. it actually has helped me feel more positive about the world that's out there because it's very easy whether if you're in a smaller town, smaller community, or you're just looking at what's in front of you in your everyday life that is not what you like, or you're not seeing what you like, you can get really down negative and have 
you know, the wrong kind of energy going out into the universe, mm-hmm. but you spread the net mm-hmm. wide enough, you can actually run into some really amazing people that are out there just like you trying to find, you know, some sort of connection. So it, it is out there and it is possible, but you've got to be, to, to your point, Talia, you have to be intentional. You have to be thinking about that. But the caveat I'm going to put on that is don't go out there just collecting likes and paying hundreds of dollars a day or a week, trying to bring all these people together for you, for yourself. It's that's not going to work either because you're going to go through people like tissue paper and that's, you need to measure yourself. <laughs> well, and Greg, you bring something up in that, that triggers the conversation that I have in my head that, there's a lot of times people will get very stuck on trying to find what makes their adrenaline rush go or their endorphins get triggered or their their desire for connection with someone, which can be a very addictive process too. Um, and I know people who have struggled with their work functioning because they're on their apps all day. And, wow. you know, particularly ones like I'll pick Grinder again, which I'm a big advocate. I think I always tell every patient I work with who's using this app in particular and the other apps as well, just know what you're looking for and don't waver from that and be as clear as you can that that's, if you're looking for a date, fine, put that you're looking for a date. It's one of the options on Grinder. So, um, and the other apps as well. But you know, the thing about it is these apps can be so like, I, you know, they can be so addictive because you're getting yeah. affirmation. Like if you're getting constantly like, hot tat or, you know, whatever else might somebody might say, again, no personal experience with that. Um, no, you, just if, research. <laughs> total research. Thank research you. Research experience. I am a professional. But it is. I saw somewhere, that, and I think that, um, Greg, you were talking about this, but this, like, there is a reinforcement called intermittent reinforcement, which is all the time used in cognitive behavioral psychology, which is the same kind of reinforcement as winning the lottery that you will just like, Oh, didn't get it this time. Didn't get it this time. Didn't get it this time. Jackpot. And there's something about, I think all of the dinging and beeping and like, I matched, I won. Someone is into me that it's addictive. It's like a like, casino of naked men. At least that's grinder. They, well, that's they want to keep you. Experience. They want to keep you on the hook. You know, they, yeah. as long as you're on the hook, as long as you're engaged, then you might see someone. You need to send that super like to. Oh, but you're out of super likes. But for a dollar ninety nine, you can oh, get another dirty. super like, right? Oh, that so is so dirty. They they do that intentionally, and to, to your point, there is that that built in. Um, a dopamine rush. If if you're going to use these apps, what are the things that you should do? So number one, we, we talked about be yourself, be cautious of disclosing personal information too quickly. Don't adjust your profile to fit other people and what you think they want. They'll never attract it. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't work. It'll attract someone that you're not going to be into or else you're going to be like boxed in a corner having to be this person that you're not, it just, it won't work. I totally agree. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, not being selected or not getting picked or not getting liked or swiped or whatever is not your problem. It's theirs. (laughs) It's their loss and it saves you time. So if you're not seeing a lot of action, I mean, part of that is the business, right? We talked about the business side of it, but part of it is that's not your problem. So, you know, you, this is just an, a more efficient, effective way 
in some instances. So I realize that, you know, I honestly think we could talk about this topic for hours and hours and hours. And I would like to continue this at another episode that we have more time. I want, I, and I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up my own portion of this by having three really clear things that I would say about Greg, how to use these apps. And I would say one of the things that I think is very challenging for people is to really think and be thoughtful about what are you looking for? And that might be more than one thing. You might be looking for an F buddy. I'm going to abbreviate that for the purposes of the the, the small children listening. The small, yes. hopefully, yeah. Okay, so an F buddy or a friends with benefits or you might be looking for a date or you might be looking for whatever and you get to be looking for all of those simultaneously. But one of the big errors I think is that people feel this pressure to like want a certain thing or feel like they should be dating. That is not necessary. There is no criteria for this. You should, you don't have to be looking for any particular thing, but the, the more honest you are about that, the less you are likely to run into problems. And I agree with you, Greg, that that also going back to the ghosting comment you made, you know, don't do that. You know, mm. if somebody says something nice to you, I always tell people, please respond back. Just say, thank you very much. I'm not interested or whatever it is, but just be honest. And if people get to be a dick, then you can block them. But, you know, it's really respectful to let people know, not my thing. So I would say be very thoughtful if you can. And I realize that that bar can sometimes change. You know, that that spectrum of what you're looking for might be different one weekend than it is the next weekend. But you get to do that and you get to, you know, be honest about that. Number two, I would say... This is a process, right? Like if you are looking for love, recognize that this takes time. Get mm -hmm. to know that person. Chat a bit before giving out any of your personal data, like your text information or whatnot. Make sure that you are getting to know this person and make sure that they, they continuously are in that realm of what you're looking for. You know, I have uh, someone I work with who has a lot of trauma in their past. And I always encourage them to be really upfront. Like, I need a communicator. You know, which goes back to kind of love languages too. Like if you know yourself, by all means, you know, put that out there and say, I'm really looking for someone who's physical uh, and touch is really important to me. Or I, I want somebody who can communicate much more than, you know, once a week uh, because that's not going to make me feel connected. And I think that's really a, a big piece of it. The biggest issue I also think my third comment might be like when you're not interested and whether that's like during the initial, like if somebody shows you all their pictures and you're like, Ugh, not my guy or not my gal, you know, I, I think it's okay to say um, I'm not interested. It, it doesn't work that way. So trust your gut and don't be afraid to say no. By the way, I've had so many people, you know, go to somebody's home or have somebody over for a hookup and their pictures are not accurate. Turn them mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. I, I really detest dishonesty. Like, you know, I'm not going to change the fact that I'm not 25, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm 25 or show a picture of myself in my long hair and ponytail that I had at that time. Gross. Um, I'm never showing that Hot. picture. Hot. Yeah, not. That would be not. So, but there's a part of this that you really just have to be able to also know if even after a date, like it isn't there. It's okay to say, thank you very much for the time. I don't think we're a match. I don't think we're a fit. I wish you the best. But don't ghost because that's not respectful at all and you don't want that. And it's, it's also yeah. kind of bad karma, which you don't want while you're dating. Fair. It's, it's also just the nice thing to do. And mm -hmm. you may not... So I had an experience recently where we went out, we had a great time, 
but the chemistry wasn't there on paper. Yep. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everything was perfect. Yeah. It's just that there was literally no chemistry or a spark. I don't want to say literally no, but it just wasn't that chemistry connection. I see a really great friendship in that. And oh. I'm very grateful that that came out of it. It wasn't the intention, but uh, we both agreed that that's kind of what it was. Right. And so you, if, if you're, if you don't, if you handle things as an adult, you might get other things out of it as well. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, you know, and you know, just like with ghosting, unmatching happens too, where people just vaporize, you know, yeah. just suddenly, yep. wait, wait a minute. I thought that was matched with someone. And then, you know, that also happens. It yeah. has happened a couple of times with me where I'm taking it off of the app into real life or into texting or something else. And they unmatch just because mm-hmm. we're not, we're no longer on the app. We're over here now. And yeah. so that, don't, don't take any of that personally, just enjoy the experience and I love see, that. What, see what you can get out of it. That's it means they're not the wonderful... right person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It's such yep. a good attitude. I might have like a thought about just encouraging everybody to not lower your bar, keep your bar high. If you're not matching, that does not mean lower your bar. I might say, and I don't even know if this makes sense to anyone, but you might want to widen your bar, which to me means if you are finding yourself attracted to the same kinds of people again and again and again, and it doesn't seem to be clicking or working, it might be because of old family of origin stuff or trauma, (laughs) or maybe your little sniffer is a little bit off or you're attracted to people that the attractors are also connected to maybe like narcissistic personality disorder, but they're also really hot and they're actors and they're whatever, you know, whatever. Long story short, make sure that the bar is high, but wide enough to test out that theory. You might actually like a nice girl or a nice guy, or, you know, I don't know, just. Talia, I love that. And of course that is a, an encouragement for people to, you know, go into therapy and figure out their patterns. If indeed they keep running into the same problems. But I always use the words secure attachment when I'm talking with people about mm. that. Like if you don't feel calm, if you don't feel uh, like the person is, is is attending to you in the way that feels loving and kind and supportive, not a great fit. If you're always on edge, if you're always feeling like that person might be dating somebody else or not attending to you in the way that, again, feels like, you know, you're feeling loved and regarded, not a great fit. Say something. Oh. You know, my my big thing about, you know, if you see something or, you know, feel something, say something. Um, you know, really, when I, I think people oftentimes and going back to your co- patterns about narcissists or sociopaths, you know, been there, done that. Um, and that comes from a Haven't very, we all? well, sure. And you know, <laughs> luckily, I figured out that was my pattern. And I know where it came from. Thank you to my therapist. So, you know, the thing that I'm struck by is when you have those patterns, if you don't feel secure and if it doesn't feel right, listen to yourself. I have this amazing client that basically taught me, I don't know what it was that she was reading, but she was just saying like, he isn't good for my nervous system. Like everything on paper. It's like what you were saying, Greg, of like everything on paper looked perfect, but then I met him in person and like, I just, 
was so dysregulated or he wasn't good for my nervous system. But yeah, just, I think that you owe it to yourself to know who you are so that you can be the healthiest version of yourself so that you can attract healthier people, secure attachment, a hundred percent crucial. You, you've got this friends. Definitely. So happy dating out there. Yes. Happy dating. Good luck. Hope your dating Sunday was outstanding. Have a question for Doug or Talia. Email us your questions at questions at we're Eligible questions will be randomly selected for upcoming episodes. For details, visit our website at we're Join us every Tuesday for new conversations, new challenging topics, and fun.